if you don't like the subject matter of my homily this morning, and you might not, I would respectfully ask you to blame the Associated Press or the Providence Journal or some other representative of the mainstream media. Do not blame me. I say that because my homily today is given in direct response to the misinformation that these groups put out on the very first day of our Holy Father's visit to Africa last week. They have forced my hand, so to speak. They have forced me as shepherd of this flock here in Westerly to address a subject that I would have preferred not to deal with today. I would have rather spoken about something a lot more pleasant. But you see, I'm not about to stand around and allow these people to poison the minds of my parishioners with their lies and with their half-truths. It all began when I was at a formal dinner a week ago Tuesday night. A man sitting there at the table with us made the following remark. He said, did you hear, in a speech that he made today, the Pope said no to condoms for the prevention of AIDS. He's in Africa, where AIDS has killed and is killing thousands upon thousands of people. And he said it was wrong for them to protect themselves by using condoms. And the man just shook his head half in disgust, half in disbelief. The very next day in the Providence Journal, on page A4 to be exact, the headline read as follows, Pope dismisses use of condoms as way of preventing AIDS. The article contained the typical liberal media slant that the Pope is, well, you know the litany, backward, and anti-scientific, and basically out of touch with reality, poor old guy that he is. Oh, really? Let me now read to you an excerpt from a recent online article, which contains some very important information, some of which I shared with that gentleman at that dinner a week ago, Tuesday night. I can almost guarantee you that you heard none of this from anybody in the mainstream media in the last 14 days. Listen to these words and then see what you think. See if you think that the Pope is backward and delusional for opposing condoms and for promoting things like chastity and monogamy and traditional marriage. Edward Green is director of the AIDS Prevention Research Project at the Harvard Center for Population and Development Studies. Now, let me stop there. Edward Green is a Harvard professor. They tell me professors at Harvard are really smart and know what they're talking about. Keep that in mind. He wrote a book entitled Rethinking AIDS Prevention learning from successes in developing countries. And he reported that between 1989 and 2001, 
The average number of condoms per male ages 15 to 49 in African countries skyrocketed. So did the number of those infected with HIV. South Africa, Botswana, and Zimbabwe had the world's highest levels of condom availability per man. They also had the world's highest HIV rates. Norman Hurst is a family physician and epidemiologist at the University of California, San Francisco. UNAIDS, the Joint United Nations Program on HIV-AIDS, asked Dr. Hurst to do a scientific review to see if condom promotions had reversed HIV-AIDS epidemics. His review found the contrary was true. Countries with the most condoms per man tended to have the highest HIV rates. UNAIDS refused to publish Hearst's findings. Isn't it nice that the United Nations is interested in the truth? Condom promotion in Africa has been a disaster, Hearst said. Nearly every country on the continent has vigorously promoted condoms to stem the tides of the AIDS epidemic there. But the epidemic has only grown larger. Uganda, on the other hand, has experienced the greatest decline in HIV prevalence of any country in the world, according to the Heritage Foundation. The Ugandan public education campaign against AIDS mentioned condoms, but emphasized abstinence. Studies show that from 1991 to 2001, HIV infection rates in Uganda declined from about 15% to 5%. The Ugandan model has the most to teach the rest of the world, said Dr. Green. This policy should guide the development of programs in Africa and in the Caribbean. Well, golly gee. I guess our Holy Father isn't so backward and anti-scientific after all. You know, these people out there in the media love to smear the church. And they use things like this to try to get you to distrust our Holy Father and the Catholic Church. To get you to be ashamed of your Holy Father and apologize for him. Oh, well, you know, he's just an old guy. Don't you fall for that stuff. It's a lot of baloney. Holy Father's right, and a lot of them know it. But they'd much rather have people die from their lies. Now, obviously, the Holy Father opposes condom use first and foremost because it's sinful. But according to these experts, Dr. Hurst, Dr. Green, the Holy Father is right, even on a purely natural level, to oppose condoms and to promote chastity and monogamy and traditional marriage. The scientific data supports his position, not the position of the mainstream media and the so-called condom crowd. And we need to know that as Catholics to defend our faith. Now, you might say, Father Ray, that's all well and good, but what does this have to do with our scripture readings today? The homily is supposed to be rooted based on what's found in the readings. 
Well, for the answer to that question, take a look at today's second reading from Hebrews 5. In that passage, we read this very important line. Son though he was, Jesus learned obedience from what he suffered. Do we? I think that's the key question. Do we learn obedience from what we suffer? Especially when we suffer for our sinful behavior. Now let me make an important distinction here. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, did not suffer because of his sins. He didn't have any sins to suffer for. He suffered for our sins. But he did learn obedience in his suffering in the sense that he continually said yes to his Father's will in his human nature, in every circumstance of his life, even in the difficult ones, even when those circumstances led him to the cross. He didn't say no and yes, as we often do. We go back and forth. Jesus did not. It was always yes. He continually learned obedience by saying, yes, Father, yes, Father, your will be done. Now, sometimes we're like Jesus in the sense that suffering comes our way even when we're very good. In fact, you've probably had the experience of suffering precisely because you have done something good. But at other times, my brothers and sisters, we allow suffering into our lives because we choose to sin. There's a direct correlation that we can pinpoint, if we are honest with ourselves, between the sinful activity we've engaged in and the evil consequences we're experiencing. And that's the way it is in over 90% of the cases of HIV infection in Africa and throughout the world. Every study I have ever read has shown that immoral behavior is at the root of the problem. Only a very small number of AIDS cases stem from bad blood transfusions and other non-sinful causes. So obviously the key to changing these terrible statistics in Africa and other places is to change people's behavior by promoting moral living, as our Holy Father has done time and time again in Africa and every other place in the world. And you know what? There's some good news here. As the situation in Uganda has demonstrated, it works. The people of Uganda, or at least some of them, have learned obedience from what they have suffered as a nation. And praise God, that obedience has helped to save many lives. The rest of the world, for the most part, has not learned this kind of obedience. Largely, I dare say, because journalists and others in the media have continued to promote the lies about condoms and to ridicule people like our Holy Father who have the guts, who have the moral courage to tell the truth. We need to be proud of our Holy Father. He's got more guts than all of them put together on the other side. So our prayer today should be very simple and very direct. O Lord, whenever I suffer the consequences of my own disobedience, of my own sin, help me to repent and to confess and to be more faithful in the future. Help me to learn obedience from what I suffer. 
And please, Lord, please, please, please help our world to wake up and to face reality concerning this terrible, horrible disease of AIDS so that people will live and not die.